1: Welcome everybody to another episode of the Pirates Podcast to be named later. I'm Eddie Provident, back uh, because I just didn't feel like staying up for Alex on the West Coast.
0: <laughs>
1: don't play me. <And>, uh, <laughs> uh, I am with Alex Stump as always, who had a day off from the ballpark to hang out with family, uh, but we're still going to talk some Pirates baseball. And we have a trade to talk about, Alex. But I don't think you want to talk about the trade per se, but more just the general spirit of what is going on. So, and you said that you had something to say, so I'm going to wind you up. I'm going to let you go. I'm going to sit back and let everybody have what they want. And that's Alex's. Uh, what really grinds my gears time.
0: Yeah. I, just for the context expect and move. I think everyone came in to this trade deadline, knowing that the pirates were going to be sellers and someone like Carlos Santana, was a very logical player to trade. He's on an expiring contract. He's, it, it just is what it is. That's just the nature of July, late July baseball, if you're not a competing team. They got minor league shortstop. I, I apologize if it's not Johnny, but I'm going to say Johnny uh, Severino. From the Brewers. Better
1: you than me jacking up a name this time. Normally I'm the one that's doing that, like Johan Santana. Never yeah. forget that one. Uh,
0: Johnny Severino, who is 18 years old, has a dozen at bats on American soil, was a high, uh, high slot value or bonus value uh, international signing a year ago. So I get that there is some appeal as you, him as a player. Vibe I've gotten probably isn't going to be a plus defender. They don't like the approach. The approach could be just because he's 18. There are some tools there. You could work with it. There were traits. Yada, 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 yada. It's another international signing, a seven-figure one. That's all you could really get for Carlos Santana. The guy who Severino was, I believe, number 28 on Baseball America's prospect list. And so That Brewers farm system is not good. Like, this guy would be unranked on a lot of farm systems. And that's why this trade kind of just grinds a little bit here. Because the 2021 trade deadline, everyone kind of knew that the 2022 Pirates were going to suck. That they weren't going to take a huge step forward. And, look, we're still in the acquisition of talent. We're still in the, you know, just get as much into the system as possible. You can't really fault that. 2021 was its own thing. 2022, you don't want to do it again. I mean, I've said multiple times losing Quintana, you know, I think really sent them down a, a listless path for the second half of the season. That's why they ended up losing 100 games. They don't lose 100 games if Jose Quintana's in that clubhouse. Uh, they don't lose 100 games if Daniel Vogelbach is in that lineup. But you get Johan Oviedo. You get Colin Holderman, two guys who have had impacts on the 2023 Pirates. So you can like not like those trades, but you get two controllable pitchers with upside who have contributed this year. You can at least see this. This is a lottery ticket that is so far down the line. This guy is years away from the major leagues it, to a point that if this team does not start competing, Soon this guy will not even be in Altuna by the time you know there's a regime change going around here. Like this is year four. And I it's something that I know Deon's brought up a couple times. It's something that's really resonating with me. This is year four, and the players that you brought in through free agency are going to be sold again. Year four, you're in the same spot as you were in year three, as in year two, as in year one. It's been year four. And with the exception of Andrew McCutcheon, every free agent that you have signed is either A, going to be traded or at least put on the trade block, or B, suck so much that they couldn't get to that So, so
1: Alex, let me so ask. That,
0: that's really the point. I'm, I'm getting here, and I'm sorry, Eddie. I'll let you go in a minute. But $35 million was spent this off season. And I don't think any of the players that the Pirates are really w- willing to trade, I don't see Keller or Bennar Holderman happening, but if we're talking Santana and Hill and Austin Hedges, if you want to buy into the John Heyman reports or right, anything, those guys are not going to get big-time prospects back. So that's $35 million for guys who – aren't going to bring prospects back. You shouldn't sign guys at this point just to bring back low-level Dominican or Florida Complex lead prospects. You should be doing it to help the 2023 or at the very least 2024 Pirates teams. That's what really gets me. I said all last week, you don't have to trade Carlos Santana. This is a guy who was great for the clubhouse. This was a guy who was very well-respected. He was contributing. You could roll with two months of him. And instead, it's like, no, we got to sell this guy for pennies on the dollar.
1: Can I play a very reluctant devil's advocate? <laughs> go for it. Go. For and I'm it. gonna be, I'm gonna like hammer home reluctant. Could this be one of those like wink, wink, nod, nod situations where like, hey, we're gonna bring you back because it's a one year deal. I mean, and it's, we're just trying to get something else for the for the minor league system.
0: It's it's. I mean, it could happen. Because he's I'm expressed say, interest about say, staying in he,
1: Pittsburgh. I'm, I mean, he
0: he he told me straight up that he liked the he loved the Pirates, he loved the organization, yeah. he loved being the guy in the clubhouse. That said, Carlos Santana is one of the most universally liked guys in baseball. I have yet to sure. meet anyone that doesn't like Carlos Santana. If he is really on this just veteran tour run, he's going to have a couple different spots. Like I I heard that Seattle kind of regrets letting him go. Maybe he goes back to Seattle next year. I mean, I'm speaking from pure hypothetical that, yeah, maybe something like that could happen. But, Eddie, we heard that last year with Quintana. Yeah, we did. We did. Absolutely. And look, they might have kicked the tires, but Quintana just got to a point that it just never was going to happen with yeah the, with the money that he was owed and like that was something that came pretty clear to me like early on last offseason of like they love to bring katana back but they don't want to spend that money they'd rather spend 35 million dollars for guys who have that veteran leadership and then you're trading all that veteran leadership whenever the rookies are that's, coming on what the hell are we doing here
1: 100 the point that i was going to make i what frustrates me about the trade i, I don't care what they get in return i think a lot of baseball trades in some form or fashion are magic beans Uh, you don't always know what you're going to get you may get a guy that you know has a high upside and it never pans out you may get a guy that has a low upside that you know you strike gold uh my problem is exactly what you just said alex it's it's the idea that we have all of these that the pirates have all of these young guys coming up you've got henry davis you've got uh Andy Rodriguez, you've got uh, Triolo, you've got uh, Piguero, you've got, you know, like a really good crop of young baseball players that need some veteran leadership. They need Mm -hmm. guys like Carlos Santana, who are universally liked, who know how to get with a, you know, sit down with a younger guy and say, hey, this is what you need to expect in a baseball season. You're going to have your downs, you're going to have your ups. This is how you stay even. This is how you get through the the, you know, the dog days of the summer. This is how you do this. This is how you do that. The things that guys like us don't even think about. Like, hey, when you're out watch going here, you know, if you're in this city, maybe don't go to this bar, you know? Things that will never fit, you know, we're, that that we're never going to hear. These are the things that Car- the Carlos Santana's and the the Andrew McCutcheons of the world can uh, impart on these young guys. And you're taking one of those tools and their development and their growth, maybe off of the baseball field away from them. And I, I just don't think it's smart. I think he's worth more to the base, to the baseball organization for two months than what this kid is, who is a magic bean that very well could be a great player seven years from now, or he may not. I, we don't know. Carlos Santana is worth more right now than, than what you get in return for him.
0: Yeah, and I, I, there's still Kutch. Mm -hmm. Kutch isn't going anywhere, and he could be that veteran type of guy. So, yeah, you still have that. But I am with you with everything, especially once again, seven years from now. Like, this is a guy who is unfair. You and and I might be bare minimum. We're talking like three or four years until you
1: and I might be 40 by the time he's in the major leagues.
0: Well, one of us. One of us. One of us. Hey, don't age me too fast. Come on. <laughs> no, but that's 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 what really gets like. I know it's not always so cut and dry. You know, you, you acquire major league ready talent whenever you think you're ready. But I I know last trade deadline controllable major league ready pitching was a big thing that they were looking for and they got two guys mm-hmm. who like I said, Oviedo can be part of this rotation going forward. Colin Holderman is a could be a leverage reliever in this bullpen for a long time. You could look at those two trades as painful at the time, but good baseball trades. There is a very, very, very real chance <laughs> that we will never see a Ben Charrington led Pirates team have Severino in the lineup, either because, A, he just never reaches the major leagues, or B, whenever he does, there's a new regime in. So that's kind of where it is. I... I Yeah. Carlos Santana brought a lot to this team that didn't show up in a scorecard. This team still has catch for this veteran leadership, but I, I just have a hard time. You bring in these guys for the veteran leadership, and whenever all the rookies start coming up, that's whenever they get start getting shipped out. That's just doesn't make sense to me. You don't need another guy who sides for one point nope. two billion dollars. Like I think you know, internationally, it. in the, like it's it's something, but it's
1: it also could be a lot of nothing.
0: It it very well could be.
1: Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, for my existential dread, as I mentioned, forty. Uh, When we come back, we have more Pirates baseball to talk about on the Pirates podcast to be named later. Alex, so since we're talking about you know who's coming up when and what you know what this trade deadline is all about and everything, I I want to push the pause button on this year um, because we could go the route of talking about this year being a uh, potential hundred-loss season and how that's in the cards right now when it didn't look like it was going to be. We can have the gloom and doom conversations all day. I want to push the pause button on all of that and try to be a little bit optimistic here. Okay? All
0: right.
1: What, in your mind, is the opening day lineup for 2024? Now, since we're talking about, you laugh, but we're talking about young guys, okay? And this season is pretty much a lost cause for the Pirates. And I think people listening to this podcast probably want some hope from us. So what, in your mind, does this, Opening day roster. This rotate or what does the starting lineup look like? And do you see them doing more of the same this coming off season? What you talked about in the last segment, uh, signing guys on one year deals that really mean nothing with the hopes of turning them around, or do you really truly believe that twenty twenty four is the year that this changes and pivots and they become a contender?
0: Eddie, I'm in a position that it's. Been, do you know who the last free agent they signed to a multi year deal was?
1: Russell Martin, Yvonne Nova. Okay,
0: Yvonne Nova and Daniel Hudson like those are the last ones. Like, that's that's a ridiculous amount of time. And I'm kind of in a position that until someone breaks that, we're approaching a decade here, you know, streak. It's it's I I can't imagine any free agents being sign a free agent to multiple years on a contract like Harlan Garcia had the club option which what, I don't what see year what possibly.
1: year was Yvonne Nova
0: that was twenty sixteen leading up to twenty seventeen yeah yeah it's bad that's it's not as bad as I
1: thought but it's bad
0: yeah well Russ was only a couple of years before that so like it's yeah. Yeah, it's it's a problem. Like just acquiring someone through free agency who legitimately...
1: Yeah. Well, let me whittle down the question for you then.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Starting catcher next year. ND. What do they do with Henry? They keep Henry, him in right field?
0: I think Henry is going to play right field or maybe potentially first base. I, think I was just, one that was going to be
1: the follow up was first base.
0: There is one wild card here that we don't know yet still. And that is what does O'Neill Cruz's ankle look like? Whatever mm-hmm. comes back. Like this team has an open spot at first base. Do
1: you, do, since For you brought him up, do you have, do you have an update or is there, and not to put you on the spot, but is there any kind of, I mean, I know, you know, I've heard he's throwing, he's starting to do some, some activity. Is there any like concrete update on him? Uh, timeline See,
0: so you say this whenever i wasn't here at the tt todd toms like update today so there is uh but yeah what you basically had said for the most part i'm, I'm gonna check my notes here whenever i'm done talking here so thank you for <laughs> not giving me any update
1: hey hey man i, I putting you I was all, normally oh, listen honey. listen normally the third segment's when i put you on the spot i figured yeah. i'd put you on the spot by putting you on the spot and do it in the yeah. second segment
0: yeah, well, we'll, we'll Spotception. that for the third segment there. So sorry. But no, even more than that, though, we, we still need to see what O'Neill Cruz's ankle is going to be. It, yeah. The goal in the belief was at the time that was he could still play shortstop. Okay, does that actually happen? Do they... If there's another factor in this with Leo Rappiguerro. If he just mm-hmm. cooks these two months, what happens You know, there at, at shortstop and second base? So... I don't O'Neal Cruz is not going to go to first base. I know everyone says like the big frame and everything, like great big target, but that arm is just too, too elite to let go. And oh, I I I and losing Henry Davis's arm isn't far behind, but there's a little bit more of a range issue with Henry Davis. And you know, look, it's not great, but I, I I'm just trying to find ways that you maximize O'Neal Cruz, even if it comes at a little bit at the cost of Henry Davis, because Henry Davis, we know the bat is what you're here for. Yeah. First and foremost. Yeah, 100%. So I, O'Neal Cruz is the question here. Is he going to be the shortstop? Is he going to be an outfielder? I think it's really going to come down to the recovery, how he does, how Leo over does these last couple months, especially defensively, whenever it comes to Pagaro. Uh, but with Cruz, I know that they, really like the progress he made this you know these first couple of months with mendy lopez and he was making serious progress and, and, and i think
1: you brought up Piguero. i i think that that's a great situation to have if he does play well these next couple months because now you're not forced to play cruise every day at shortstop on an ankle that you know now is going to be a scare, if nothing else, you can put him at DH a couple, you know, a a couple of times and you can kind of spread that workload out and still maximize his defense while not putting him in a, in a bad situation. So I I think that would be the best case scenario. Would you agree?
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, But going back to the original thing with the actual lineup here. Look, I think it's pretty similar to the lineups that we're going to see, you know, the rest of the way here with, you know, Nick Gonzalez. Whenever Hayes comes back, I I think there is a very real chance that, you know, next year theoretically the outfield could be just Reynolds, Sewinski, and and Henry Davis. Like we just, I, I wouldn't, I
1: wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't yeah. mind that at all. I mean, I like, I've like, I've, I have liked it so far
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part. I mean, they're going through growing pains, but for the most part, I like it.
0: Yeah. Is anyone complaining that Andy Rodriguez is the catcher? Is anyone complaining that, you know, what Gonzalez and Pagaro can potentially do up the middle? So there, I I think a lot of this lineup is very open. Like I, I think Kutch comes back next year. I don't, I do too. He's got a DH and that's, I think that's just kind of the end of the road until, unless there is the pirates who were like, no, you can't play anymore. But he's like, no, I can't. I want to keep playing. I just don't see him leaving. You know, his next time leaving the Pirates, I think he's hanging it up. Just yeah, I think he's right pretty now. much
1: punched his free ticket to play until he decides to retire.
0: Yeah. I mean, as long as he keeps producing and he keeps and he's still happy here, there is no reason to think that it won't be otherwise. So you have that guy there. You got first base is kind of the open spot. If Pagaro doesn't do well and, you know, you go cruise, maybe you approach that in free agency with someone or via trade or or something like that. So I think first base is a wild card position. Uh, O'Neal Cruz in that anchor are the big determinants of like how this Mm -hmm. lineup is really going to look. With that said, (laughs) whenever we're talking about, you know, money and free agency and what do you focus? That's why I go hard, hard, hard on pitching. Not, not even just starting pitching. I look at that bullpen and I, find solidified guys who you can go as like leverage relievers. Like Harlan Garcia got hurt and that was unfortunate. No one saw that coming, but I like where the mindset was of like, Hey, let's go get a real left-handed reliever. Do that for a couple guys, bring in another starting pitcher or two. Like there, there, there are ways that you could do this, invest smartly into the team and have it make a big See, impact.
1: I agree with, I agree with you a hundred percent. And like when, when I'm sitting here listening to you talk about that, the thing that comes to mind for me, Alex, is if I'm the front office, if, if I'm Ben Sherrington, I have built a very good uh, minor league system and you know form system, and now I'm supposed to be reaping the benefits of this form system with all of the young guys we've been talking about for the last five minutes, right? Why not put all of your, tr- your chips in that form system? And just say, you know what? If I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down with the ship that I built, rather than playing this stupid game that they've been playing for the last three or four years. Of "Uh, we'll bring in a guy here, we'll bring in a guy there, we'll bring in a guy here. We'll keep, you know, we'll keep this guy down in Triple A. We'll keep this guy down. You've built a solid farm system that now is in the big leagues. Go with it, and and do what you said, man. Like load up on pitching and just see what happens. Uh, Like as a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates, and I know we're not supposed to talk that way on a show, but like growing up as a fan, right? Growing up watching this baseball team, I would much rather see them try with the young guys than be this like middling hodgepodge of nothingness. (laughs) Would you agree or disagree with that? No, no. no I hear you. Yeah.
0: Like, it's, it's, But
1: when will we see it? When will it happen? Try to I, give I people think, hope.
0: I think the position player core, I mean, it's there. Me it's, put here. It like this. I don't, it's here. Yeah, right I, it's, it's, it's here right now. It's here. There's, there aren't too many balls. Let me injuries. go in there. Not yep. to say that they're. Save two any,
1: injuries right now. This is the position line. This is the lineup that we have been promised.
0: Yeah. This is the lineup that they have been quite literally building towards for years. So, and I will say, people might not like acknowledging it, but, like, the lineup's actually been produced in the last couple games. I, Friday notwithstanding, apparently, it hasn't been pretty. But, <laughs> but like, that was a pretty good road trip. And it wasn't just because of Santana and Choi. Like, all the young guys had a moment in the sun in yeah. that. So, it's, like, good. Yeah. All with that. So yeah, I, I think the 2024 lineup is going to look remarkably similar to the ones we're going to see at the end of 2023. Put the and I'm okay with
1: team. that as like as long as they beef up the pitching rotation and the bullpen. I yeah, i have no no qualms with it, man. Uh, we got one more Whenever sec-
0: we get back, I, I got my notes on. You got your O'Neal notes, Cruise. Yeah, I All got right. my
1: notes. When we come back, the O'Neill Cruz update. everybody Alex Stump has got uh, he's got some some news for us
0: yeah he's swinging a bat
1: he's swinging a bat there it is ladies and gentlemen he's swinging a bat
0: yeah underhand toss like it it is what it is like he odds are Todd Tomzik told told reporters on uh, I wasn't there but told told, because it was my day off but he told reporters you have
1: days off you're, this yeah, baseball season, man. It's baseball yeah. season. You're not allowed to be off on baseball during baseball season.
0: You can have some odds are very high. Todd Tom's said that he would, would return good, you know, this season. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that's look, he just needs to play a baseball game again this year. He does. Basically, it, when it comes to if he doesn't field, if it, it's just hitting, these were big at bats. This was a big year for him, ended on at least a positive note even if it's going to be like literally he played what a dozen games to start him a handful at the end like it is what it is
1: I, I just he his joy on the baseball field is so infectious to me oh it is it that is. I just want to see him out there because he's he's ha- he's one of those dudes that's having so much fun that he becomes fun to watch and I, I just as a fan of baseball I just want to I like guys that have fun playing baseball and he's one of them. And I just, I just want to see guys that have fun playing baseball. I, you know, that's, and he's a freak athlete. That's fun to watch too. I mean, he's yeah. just, so yeah, hopefully he heals up and, and we're back. We get him back to normal and, and you know, we get to watch one of the best talents in the ball game yeah. play.
0: That was one of those injuries that whenever it happens, it's like, we're, we're all the poor for it. You know, it just like, it's, yeah. Far as baseball goes, like whenever Otani had Tommy John, it's like, well, this sucks.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um Let's end it on that. Have you? I mean, like, are we ever going to see anything like Otani again?
0: No, no. Like, it was one of those things that that double header where he. I know throws, that's an
1: obvious question, but
0: like, I I was just I was texting people, you know, at the time. Like, it was like he hit two home runs in Game Two after throwing a complete game shutout in Game One. It's like. Guys, can we just acknowledge for a moment, like this? This guy's like probably legitimately the best baseball player ever. (laughs) It's like who who else can do this stuff? The only thing he doesn't have for him is is the volume. He doesn't have as big a sample size. But if he does this for a couple more years, then yeah, I think there's no denying that he is one of the best, if not the best.
1: It's there are times you know I, I like people ask me what my favorite sport is. And I think it varies throughout different points of the year. And I think right now, baseball is my favorite sport because of guys like Shohei Otani and uh, Ellie De La Cruz. Look, I know I'm not supposed to like him because he's a, he plays for the Reds (laughs) and I live in Pittsburgh, but he's so fun to watch, man. Like he is just, he's special. He's a special talent. Like, I love watching these dudes play that, like you could, like I just said with, with, uh, Cruz, they have fun playing baseball. That's infectious to me. And that makes baseball that much better. And, uh, yeah, it's just, man, getting to see Otani. And he's one of those players I think, if I, if I ever have grandkids, like I'll get to tell my grandkids I watched Shohei Otani play baseball. And that's pretty cool to me. You know, like that, that's pretty special. Uh, I'm going to end it with this though, Alex, because I'm going to rub this one in your face. Randy Wagner says, Eddie, I have confidence in you. If you were the pirates general manager, we would be winners. He apparently does not know me that well and doesn't know that I can't manage my own life, let alone a baseball team.
0: (laughs) Rare, rare Randy. Sorry. Randy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You got anything else for the, for the uh, listeners and viewers, Alex,
0: I think we're going to call it right there Thank you all so much for listening And watching along Uh, Be sure to follow us wherever you find podcasts This one is here as well Thank you so much for listening We'll talk again next week